Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here because we're going to have some fun with today's show because it's the replay from this past Sunday night, January 28th, 2024. It was just me and our callers because Scotty G was watching his Detroit Lions take on the San Francisco 49ers in a bid for the Super Bowl. And well, we know how that came out as of now. But as of right now, as I'm recording it, it's halftime of the game. So I'm not saying a word because I just I'm superstitious like that. But during this show, we had a great time. We talked about virtual cues. We had the conversation as to what Disney can do with virtual cues. Are they working? Can they be fixed? Should they be eliminated? We had some great conversations. Brandon up in Maine came in, came in hot with some great thoughts. We discussed, uh, you know, many solutions. Possibly we get a great trip report from a listener just returned from Walt Disney World. Her kids were rock stars, took on some roller coasters, and we talked about her experience with virtual queues, positive experiences. We also discussed popcorn buckets. What do you do with those popcorn buckets when you get them home if you collect them? We also get some great thoughts about military discounts and offers. If you're in the military, great tips to make sure that you can get great savings on your next Walt Disney World trip. Don't forget our show is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Disney vacation for no additional cost to you. Check out all the details over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. All you got to do is click through beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. You guys keep us on the air. You're Club B-O-G-P, and I appreciate you so much. If you'd like to support us, just $5 a month, and it keeps us on the air. You'll also get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest coming over. You are, uh, you're needed and we appreciate you so much. Come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world. You found the be our guest Walt Disney world trip planning podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Well, Hey, Hey, Hey everybody. Welcome to the BOGP open line for Sunday night. January 28th, 2024. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And of course, one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Sunday night to you. Hope you had a great weekend here on the last full weekend in January. We've made it through January. It's the longest 65 days of the year. But hey, here we are. Can you believe that uh, for all of us to do the Run Disney races this week or this month started with us uh a lot of us down at Walt Disney World and then hopping planes out to Disneyland. And we're still in the same month that we did all that. I mean, I, st- I still have a, a scab on my right knee from where I fell out of Disneyland. It's my little souvenir that is hanging on so that I can remember uh, that the half marathon, mile five. That <laughs> every time I take a shower every morning and it burns when the soap gets in there. I remember leaving DCA. It's my little remembrance besides my medals and and my sore muscles that are still not recovered from, from all the races. But hey, how are you doing? Hope you're having a great weekend. We are going to be taking your calls at 407-413-9395. 407-413-9395 here in about five minutes. Um, Scotty G, not here with me tonight. I gave my brother from another mother the night off. Because as you probably know, it is championship weekend here in the NFL. That means we're down to four teams. Actually, by the time we're doing this show tonight, we're down to three teams. Congratulations to Chris Young in our live chat out in Kansas City. His Chiefs have punched the ticket. They're headed to the Super Bowl two weeks from tonight. They have taken uh, the, the victory over the Baltimore Ravens. 
And uh, currently, the Detroit Lions are taking on the San Francisco 49ers, and Scotty G's team is the Detroit Lions. So I told him, have an old-fashioned. Have El- He has La Azteca or something up by him. But have whatever he likes and enjoy the moment. It's his team. They have not been to the playoffs in a very long time. So don't try to power through and do a call-in show. Enjoy the night. I got you. So he's not going to be here. He'll be with us next weekend. No football next weekend at all. It's going to be a great show. And then, of course, we'll take off in two weeks. That is Super Bowl Sunday because I know even if you're not a football fan, you probably are going to a Super Bowl party because commercials, right? You got to watch the commercials. And more importantly, you got to eat all the good foods. You got to have all the snacks. You don't have to be a football fan to enjoy the Super Bowl. So we'll take off two weeks from tonight for the Super Bowl. Then we'll be back in the groove and cruising through late winter, spring, summer, all that good stuff. We'll be back in our groove. But I appreciate you being here tonight. We have a lot of topics to discuss. So some of the stuff I thought I would bring to the table tonight to have discussions about. But you can talk about anything you like. First of all, on Friday, Ricky Scott and I had a conversation about a few just various topics that we brought to the table. And first of all, we talked about virtual cues. And if you follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, I ran a poll on, I think it was Friday afternoon. So the folks had something to do as they're wrapping up their work week. And I asked, I asked this question. I said, should virtual cues be used more, be used about the same or be eliminated altogether? And what happened was after a day, after 24 hours of that poll being up, the winning answer was that virtual queues should be eliminated, which kind of didn't surprise me, but that was the answer by about 47% of the vote. And so I was wanting to get your your thoughts on virtual queues. Where do they stand right now? Do you think they're used too much? Do you think they could be used better? How could we better use virtual queues? Should we just eliminate them altogether? What are your thoughts on virtual queues? You know, give us five minutes on that, three minutes on that. What are your thoughts on virtual queues? Also, let's talk about Country Bears. We saw that the Country Bears went down on Friday night. That was their last show. I thought it was ironic that the very last show of the night, everybody was kind of queuing up throughout the day to see their last show of the Country Bears. And people were wanting to see the very, very last show of the night, the very last show of the, you know, the performance that they've been doing ever since 1971. And what happens? The Bears start malfunctioning late in the day. They can't get them. <laughs> they can't get them fixed. And the very, very last show was canceled due to malfunctioning bears. And so the the, the second to last show became the last show. And so that was it for the bears. They they're now down for refurbishment. They're going to come back. Ricky says they're going to be singing covers of Disney songs like Bear Necessities and stuff like that. We'll see. So. Uh, is it going to be more popular, less popular coming out of this? Are you going to be more likely to go to the country bears when they come out of refurbishment? Did you go to the country bears uh, on your last trip? How did you feel about the bears? Does this get you more excited about the bears? What about, we talked also about Tiana. How do you feel about Tiana versus splash mountain? You're going to get more into that. Also, we talked about popcorn buckets. Are you somebody that buys popcorn? But how many do you have in your collection? I have a few and I am not a collector because I get scared that, I'm going to be worried about trying to collect everything, but Scott kind of got me into uh, what happened was I was at Walt Disney world when the figment thing was happening. Right. And I could get one without having to wait in line for like eight hours. I got a, where's my figment one. 
Well, it's up on top of that shelf. You can't see it, but it's right at the top of that bib over my head. You can kind of see Figment's foot, but I did get the Figment one. And since I've just gotten a couple of others, just because I like the attraction, like I got Mr. Toad, because I love riding Mr. Toad out of Disneyland. I didn't get that at Disneyland, though. I got that in Adventureland at Walt Disney World off of a cart, and it's right next to, um, I bought it off a cart right next to, across from the Tiki Room in Adventureland. And they also sell them in the hub at, at Magic Kingdom. But I got that one just because I love, um, I love Mr. Toad. I got this purple balloon look of one out at Disneyland because I was out there for the Disneyland 100 celebration and I thought it looked cool and I wanted to remember because I was out at Disneyland. I don't have a bunch. I have a few. Some people have to have them all. I do have a Christmas tree that lights up because that was a, it looked like a ceramic Christmas tree and I love ceramic Christmas trees. So I got that, but I don't have a ton. I probably got four or five. I have a few sippers too because those are more manageable, but Sam Eagle's one of my favorite characters of all time. So I had to have Sam Eagle immediately and I have a couple orange birds because I think those are cute. But where do you fall on the popcorn buckets and the sippers? All right, so I'm going to stop yapping because I have a few other topics. And it may be a hot take that I saw this afternoon on uh, on Twitter that I just can't get out of my head that I want to have a discussion about, but it is a hot take. It's not my hot take. It's somebody else's. But I, I want to throw it out there and see what you think about it. But give me a call. I'm going to stop yapping. I want your calls. 407 413 9395 407-413-9395. People of the Mouse says he wants more virtual cues because again, virtual cues means you don't have to stand if they're used properly, I guess, that you are securing your place in line where you can go do something and come back. I mean, that's how they're supposed to go. I don't know, you know, if they're used right, but I mean it like at the the run Disney events, they're you you come back and you still wait in line for another 45 minutes. That's not perfect. All right, we have a first call tonight. Hey, who's joining us? Hey, Mike, it's Brandon up in New Hampshire. How are you? Hey, doing great, Brandon. Happy Sunday night. What's going on? Happy Sunday night. We're going through a snowstorm up here, so I'm missing Florida. We'll be back down in May. You know, we did Animal Kingdom Lodge in December, and it's like, ah, we're back to reality here in New Hampshire. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. We had the cold weather and all that junk about a week ago, and, uh, I mean, it was cold today. 38 was the high, but uh, we're supposed to actually get a little sun this week. We haven't seen the sun in, like, a week, so, yeah. Get yourself uh, outside, get done. a little bit of that vitamin D while yeah. you can, buddy. <laughs> I won't know what to think when it gets sunny around here. It's been so long, but uh, so what do you think no about doubt. these topics? I'm trying, you know, because I, I think we all have opinions on these things, but I think it, I think these oh, things yeah. kind of vary from person to person based on experiences. Oh, yeah. No, after listening to your Friday show there, the virtual queue thing really fascinated me. My wife and I, Pam, were down there in 2019, the day Rise of Resistance opened. Now, that wasn't planning on our part. We're not huge Star Wars people, but we saw all these sandwich boards and we got to the park at Rope Drop and they were sold at well, all the virtual queues. Like everywhere you walked in Hollywood Studios said that these virtual queues were already gone by like eight o'clock in the morning. How does that make sense? that they're already gone, but yet, I mean, what kind of a planning situation was that by Disney at that point? Yeah. Cause I, well, and I think I mentioned this on the show, but I can't remember cause we recorded on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so sad because it's Friday show, right? But we recorded on Mondays. So it's a week right, ago right. at this point. But I remember when you had to get to the park and I, I remember really you were, you were standing and I always stood at the end of sunset, right at the corner by tower of terror and, and rock and roller coaster like they would cut you off pre-park opening. They'd let you in that far, but the park really wasn't open at that point. 
and you would wait there until I think it was seven. And that's when you could get in the virtual queue for, for rise. Right. And so everybody would be sitting there on their phones and you'd be pushing the button, everybody, and everybody was standing, you know, everybody, everybody was doing the same thing. And everybody was on Sunset Boulevard and you would see people like, I got 71, you know, your boarding group number. I got 42. I got, you know, and some people would be disappointed. And it was all based on your cellular connection or if you were trying to get on the Wi-Fi. It was like the biggest lottery, but everybody was standing shoulder to shoulder. And it was the, it, it was, a, and everything was, like you said, everything was gone within probably a minute, 90 seconds. And it, because the, so and the, the reason thing was it, when you walk by, everybody looked like a mannequin. Everybody was stuck in one spot, standing there, everybody's staring at their phones. Nobody's walking around. Nobody's getting on ride because at that one point in time, everybody is just trying over and over again to get that virtual queue. It was. And, and the thing was, too, is that so the reason I did it there is because what would happen is everybody kind of stood there. And then what would happen is after that. You know, you were standing there so that when they when the park officially opened, you could tear, you know, right to to go on a rocket roller coaster or tower, you know, with with no weight. You're the first one. So you were at least going to be assured that you could probably do those two rides with no weight, little to no weight. And then hopefully have a virtual queue because you were in if you got a really good boarding group, you were set because you would do rise tower rock and roller coaster and you were like in business. I mean, and it usually worked out that way. But if you got a boarding group of like 80, then you were like, oh, my God. Okay, now, because to me, that's also a problem with with virtual queues is that when you get a group like 92, right, and you're there at park opening, I mean, then the whole rest of your day, you're just kind of sitting around virtually, even if it's virtually, you're thinking, okay, how we, you know, all day you're kind of monitoring like, okay. I got to make sure that I'm back, you know, at one thirty, and I was planning on moving on, you know, I was, I was hoping to have this done by 10 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Well, that, and if you're planning out doing like genie plus or something like that too, and you're setting these uh, lightning lanes for these different times throughout the day, you're kind of like readjusting that the entire time thinking, okay, well, the virtual queue tells me one o'clock, one o'clock comes and goes. You didn't book anything in that hour, two o'clock comes and goes, and you're just wandering around the park waiting for your virtual queue to be called three o'clock rolls around and you're like, okay, it really should have been called by now. But even then you mentioned this the other day on the, on the Friday show that you recorded on Monday. Sometimes you get to your virtual queue when you're called and you're still in line for two hours. It's like, what in the hell did I just do with half of my day? I'm, I'm with Scotty G now. If I want to ride it bad enough, I'm done with the virtual queue system. I'm just going to buy the individual lightning lane. I'm not even bothering with the virtual queue thing anymore. But see, I get, uh, I but I, and I hear you, I hear you, but see, that's, that's like them winning because of that is exactly correct. You are, and, 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 won, they, it's they winning. Me. It's winning because of frustration though. It's winning out of, out of, out of, out of frustration. And I hate to hear that because it should not be that way. It should not be that you are going to spend 15 or more dollars per person, you know, per, it's not like per family, especially if you're a family person, you know, you got four, you know, three kids, two kids, four people, you know, it shouldn't be. And, and I understand your frustration, right? Cause you can buy yourself out of that situation. You can take care of it and get an individual lightning lane, which is, that is, that solves your problem. It's, it, there is a solution to this, but you've already paid admission to get into the park and it shouldn't be that you have to, to do that. You can, but I don't want people because, I, you know, I'm not looking at it from my perspective because I don't need to write all these things because I've done them so many times. I'm looking at it from 
say my next door neighbor who goes down there and they've seen the commercials and they get all jazzed about going on Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time or Rise or what have you know, something like that. I want them to, you know, if they have to go through the virtual queue experience, that's okay. But I don't want it to be one of those things, like you say, where if they go through the virtual queue experience, get it at 7 a.m., but then when they get in line, that they wait another hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what the virtual queue is. Like, virtual queue is virtually waiting in line outside of a queue. Like, so when you come back, you should be able to, in 10 minutes, you should be on the, you should start the attraction experience. Because that is, that's, that's, that's the, that's the pitch, you know, and otherwise it's like a bait and switch kind of thing. And that's exactly, you said the words correctly. It's like a bait and switch. I work in retail and that's exactly the term I would use because they literally get you to think that, oh yeah, you can get on this ride, you know, later in the day or something like that. You just do your virtual queue, go about the park, do your own thing. But then you get back there and you're still in line for an hour to an hour and a half or two hours. And God forbid you waited for that virtual queue number to be called all day, which you altered your plans all day long and then rise, the resistance goes down. So it's like, oh, my God. So I did all of this adjusting my entire day. This could be my once-a-lifetime experience going to Hollywood Studios or Disney in general. And then you you know, you know, set your plans. You set your heart, your whole family set up for this experience to go on Rise of the Resistance, this 20-minute long experience, which is fantastic. But you still didn't get to do it. And then they give you a return anytime thing after that if it's down the rest of the day. What if that was your only Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. day right. of your trip? You know what I mean? It's just – it, you're right, 100%. The bait and switch thing there, pay to pay to play, so to speak. I guess that's the best way to put it. It is, and it's you know, I just I just want everybody to have the experience that, and I know it's not you're not going to get what you see on TV, right? Because they're, they're running a promotion commercial now, and it's it's a great commercial, right? It's it's about like the greatest moments in life, like it shows like a couple getting engaged and you know this birthday party and you know breakfast. Somebody's making Mickey waffles. We're going to Walt Disney World. Like that's. That's what I love seeing because I know I talk to people on the show on Mondays, you know, the Monday shows and families do that. You know, they surprise the kids with Mickey Waffles. We're going to Walt Disney World. That that happens in real life. But when I when families get down there, I want them to have as smooth of an experience as possible. And I don't want them to have like get hit with things like this over and over. You know, this might happen once, but we're hearing about this happening. It, it's just I think virtual cues just have they they just aren't working. But then, then again, Brandon, let me ask you this. I mean, say we eliminate virtual queues. I see. I here's here's what I think because I, I I've been thinking about this all week because I knew I wanted to talk about this tonight and I didn't know like what my I still don't know what my opinion is. But when you have something that is brand new, say like a Rise of the Resistance, that was like when it was like the new hotness, right? Even like when Hagrid's opened over at this over at Universal, I understand. Like Disney does not want to have an eight hour line. I, you know, you don't want to have a line that goes you know, that snakes for, you know, a quarter of a mile, you, you can't have that. It does. It's not a good look and people are going to be passing out. You know, it, it it's, it's just, it, it's, un, it's not feasible. So you probably do need a virtual queue in that situation, but I think you need to get rid of the virtual queue as soon as you can. And maybe just go standby and individual lightning lane. If people want to buy, I don't know. I, I just don't know what the answer is for those big e-tickets, you know, those big, big things. No, I agree. They did this, but look how quickly Remy's Ratatouille was a virtual queue and then it was gone and then you could you know stand in a standby line and then you could potentially buy it as an individual purchase if you wanted to. Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, should be at that situation by now too. It's not that new anymore. Tron's not that new anymore. I think there's a, a statute of limitation where you should have that virtual queue for the opening part of it, but 
Do you have to have this thing going on all the time where you don't have an actual standby line? That's what drives me nuts is when you don't give people the option for a standby line. If you, somebody wants to stand in line for four hours, let them do it. That's up to them to decide. But you shouldn't make it automatic, either virtual queue or individual lightning lane selection where you pay for it. That's not fair to your everyday guests coming into the park. That, to me, is where you where we draw the line. You saw people standing in line for seven hours for a figment popcorn bucket yeah, a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I agree. Am now, I going to do that? Yeah, that's Absolutely a great point. not. That, but yeah. that went to a virtual queue, too, where you could go pick it up later. That's a great point. I mean, because, and I agree, there should always be an option for standby. As, as crazy as it is, and if you want to, because... It's your right, and, and you know, and if you get in that line, you should be guaranteed to get out, to get on that attraction because that's kind of the rule, right? As long as you're in line before the park closes, you're going to get to experience it. If you want to spend your whole day in that line, and because then you're foregoing a hundred other experiences you could have in that park, it's just you know, it's like how you put your your experiences in. You you know, you get so much to put in different buckets. Well, you're putting all of your stuff into that one bucket for that day. And, and that's how you decide to do it, right? You're putting all your water in that one bucket. I mean, but I mean, you're exactly right. Like, I mean, I remember when the iPhone came out, like the iPhone four or something. Like, I got in a line, you know, at, at the Apple store here in St. Louis, and I waited like eight hours, you know, like for a stupid phone. You know, now, you know, I don't even get one every year. But like, when I get one, I just get it delivered to the house. But th- back in the day, you know, nobody complained. You, that's just what you did. You just got in line and. You entertained yourself. I mean, did it suck? Yeah, it sucked. I mean, <laughs> like I was waiting in line for eight yeah, hours. Man. It was terrible. But I mean, you know, you just did it because you got a phone. It was terrible. Well, I mean, and I'm one of those people that when we're in a line, I mean, that's where I talk to my wife back and forth, and we make plans <laughs> for the rest of the day or something like that. But I will tell you the as privileged as I am, where we go to Disney a couple times a year, the longer lines don't mean so much because we're going to be back in another time. But for, I'm just really. I really empathize with these people going to Disney for the first time where they've never been before. They're getting used to this genie app and which in and of itself is a, is a scenario. But you know, if there's so many things you need to know now compared to even like when Pam and I started coming in 2019 consistently, so much has changed. There's so many rules. There's so many different guidelines about how you have to reserve ahead of time. I mean, mobile order was fairly new in 2019. Mm-hmm. Nobody was doing it. And we we were feeling like we were gaming the system. You totally. go to Casey's Corner and order totally. corn dog nuggets and stuff like that, <laughs> and you can get to the front of the line when you've got 70 people in a standby line. There's certain things that make sense, but there's certain times that these things need to go away. You need to think about these people that are not coming all the time. They're not annual pass holders. Give them a chance to enjoy their experience for their once-in-a-lifetime trip. No, I 100% agree with you. Like pre-COVID before, and the thing was, like, I didn't feel bad about it because everybody could have used mobile order. Oh, it, you I know, know Mike, it, I, it, I, it, it and I, it, I had done so much research before that first trip, and I'm like, I heard nobody's using this, and literally nobody was using it pre-COVID. It was, it was freaking right. amazing. Right, and that was the thing. It was like, and the thing was, it didn't cost anything extra, right? It wasn't an add-on. It wasn't, that's what I loved about mobile order, right? It was, it was exactly as you just said, Brandon. It was like a hack. Like, I felt like I was gaming the system, right? Because the thing was, I, you know, it was exactly, and it was Casey's too. Casey's was one of the best places ever to use it because you would have 17 lines of, you know, 10 people deep in Casey's like a nut house, like it always is. And then you go to the side there where the mobile order was, Mike, oh yeah, here's my nuggets. <laughs> you know, my corn dog nuggets, I go grab, boom, I'm in and out like in two seconds. And it was like, 
nobody was using this, but it didn't cost anything extra. It's almost like like a Target. Like, I never go in Target anymore because they have that drive up thing where they just bring it out to your car and throw it in your trunk. I mean, not I. I don't think enough people use that. I never haven't been in the store in a year. Like I just go on my phone. It's like it's like self checkout at a Home Depot or something or a Walmart or something like that. <laughs> Why are not more people using that? I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like I get to avoid all of this lines. And everybody gets has, has free access to this. Are, are you not paying attention right. to what you could possibly be doing to make your day so much easier? And the hardest part at Casey's Corner back then was finding a freaking table to sit at because people were camping out at tables. Yeah. You ate on top of trash cans. Table for two, Pam and Brandon. Yeah, same. Same. Especially if you're like solo, man, because you, you, can't, you can't get a table. To, you know, you, it's just you. You got to go get your food. You can't like hold the table because you got to get your food. So... You just, you know, and then you got to fend off the ducks that are going to try to nab a nugget or a fry. So yeah. what can you do? But hey, good no, thoughts. That wor- that's the worst in Epcot. But <laughs> Yo, one yeah. other thing I just want to bring up real You're quick, like my wife is obsessed with the popcorn buckets. We have to get one per trip. So yes, she is one of those people. I am not. I have to get a hat every time I'm in Disney. To me, that's good enough for my trip, but she does love the popcorn buckets. No, we didn't do the figment thing. I put my foot down on that one. So what's her favorite popcorn bucket of all time? And what, and what do, what's her favorite? And what do you guys do with them when you're at home? Do you display them? Like, how's that work out? We do have a Disney display thing from our trips that we have with all of our magic bands and, you know, all that garbage on it and her popcorn buckets. It's a corner shelf in the living room where we stack on the next one. <laughs> the best one she ever got was actually our 2019 trip. And apparently this was a rare one. It was one of the little aliens from um, toy story with a, plaid christmas decoration kind of motif going on on it uh, and uh apparently these things sell on ebay for two three hundred bucks a piece for some whatever reason but that was her first ever popcorn bucket and she was absolutely fascinated by that i mean when we got that in hollywood studios right in front of the chinese theater and she's walking around the park with it people are like where'd you get that where'd you get that and uh she's like well right over by you know she didn't know what to tell them but you know we explained in front of the chinese theater so that is her absolute favorite that's probably the the coolest one she's ever gotten i mean we've got i think seven or eight by now but uh that was definitely the uh the the go-to for sure and that one comes out every christmas time goes on the mantle above the uh, wood stove and it's part of our christmas decorations now now see i love the seasonal ones because i have like a i have a donald duck like sipper that i bring out it's a halloween one so i bring that i put that on the shelf at halloween I have the Christmas like ceramic uh, tree looking one. So I bring out our Christmas. That's nice. But when you said you had the alien one and it was worth something, I got excited because I do have an alien popcorn bucket, but he's just in the, the regular alien suit. So he's probably not worth any. Yeah, I know, this is uh, like a black yeah. and red plaid oh, kind of like Christmas sweater. He's got a Christmas hat up on the top. Oh. And again, it wasn't something that we knew about. It was our first trip to, <laughs> to come down consistently and, you know, it was there, you know, they had like five or six of them and she bought the popcorn bucket. We're popcorn people. And she was like, Oh, this thing looks really neat. I'll tell you what the worst part about those things is you buy it at the earlier part of your day and you're carrying that yes, damn thing around. And it bangs on you if you put it on your neck. Yeah. A hundred percent. You want to buy it late in the day, late in the trip actually. And you don't want to put popcorn in That's it. That's where we do all of our souvenir shopping yeah. for other people and for ourselves. We hit world of Disney or something <laughs> like that. Or if there's something we saw in the parks, we do it on the second to last day or the last day. Grab it then. We know now, but that was the uh, the beginner's mistake was yep. 
oh, got to carry this thing everywhere we go. 100%. Unless you get like a figment one, then like you're like, you know, you're like balling, you know, like if it's like, you know, a limited edition or something, you're like, yeah, I got one. Well, then you, you go lock it up in your car. Yeah, or you might get like mugged. Just, exactly. You don't want to leave it somewhere and have someone grab it on you. You get mugged in the UK or something. Yeah, you don't want that. But no, great. Hey, that pro Thanks, tip, gang. pro tip right there. Yeah, get, uh, give me your figment, kid. <laughs> Whatever. No, it's awesome, Brent. I appreciate you and, uh, Stay safe in that uh, that uh, snowstorm up there, and you'll be in Walt Disney World before you know it. Absolutely, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Always good talking to you, buddy. You have a good one. Thanks. See you later. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. 407-413-9395. Great thoughts there, not only on popcorn buckets, but the virtual cues. I don't know the answer. I really don't, but uh, let's see. I think we're heading out to Indianapolis. Looks like the 317 area code. Who do we got next? Say who's joining us. Hey, Mike, it's Megan from Pennsylvania. How you doing? I thought it was Indy, but it's Pennsylvania, Megan. What's going I on? No, I'm Turkey. I'm originally from Indy. Kept the phone number. <laughs> see, look, see, I know my area codes, but uh, look, I'm, I'm you embarrassed. do. That's awesome. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a area code savant, but uh, what's going on tonight? We got we got for us. Well, we just got back from a week in Disney on Sunday and we oh. had an awesome trip. It was a blast. So you just you just actually vacationed like you didn't run like ninety seven miles or no, anything. No, I, like I did not run. <laughs> I mean, we we walked about a half marathon well, yeah, I mean, every day. Yeah, well, but... th- that's a given. I mean, that's the, but that's why you get to eat all the good. <laughs> that's that's why you get to eat all the good snacks and foods. Exactly, that's what we said. And you know, when we were hopping around the booths for the Festival of the Arts, we're like, all right, we walked this off. Now we oh. can have another snack. I miss Festival of the Arts. I haven't seen that in a few years, and I love that festival. I love it. Was it good? It was our first time, and we absolutely loved it. We have a three- and a seven-year-old, and they were really into it, too, just going around and seeing all the different art. Um, my three-year-old saw the Broadway performances with me. She loved it. They did um, the bicycle spin art. That um, is and that was so a really cool. cool souvenir to I've, bring back. I, I, um, I've seen yeah. them doing that, and I've, I've kind of wanted to do it, but I'm like, if I... I'm 6'3", you know, and I'm a 50-year-old guy. Like, I think it's for the kids, you know, but, like, it looks so fun. Like, I want to get on there and like, make the thing go. But, yeah, that's I love that yeah, they do that. It's yeah. neat. That's yeah, super cool. Yeah, it was cool. a really, I mean, it was just a cool experience for them and then a really cool, you know, souvenir, and a unique souvenir for them to bring home as well. That is cool. So what else? So, yeah, you were talking about the virtual, the virtual cues, you know, selfishly we like them because my husband Matt and I we have it figured out so we're really good at getting the virtual cues and for a family with two small kids who don't do lines well it is really helpful to us it gets us to do those lines then we can do the rider swap and and jump right through um and I and I I mean I did say to Matt when we were there I was like I, I do feel so bad for the people who haven't done hours of research on Disney and and don't know what to do um, but it is helpful. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, you know, people complain when the price is raised. Well, if the prices don't raise, the parks are going to be more crowded and then they complain about the parks being crowded. So, you know, you don't have the virtual queues. You're going to have a, a three, four hour line for these new rides. And I wouldn't wait in that, you know, that's the thing, you know, cause I've been thinking about this all week. Cause we, you know, we, we brought this up, we recorded the show on Monday, it came out on Friday mm-hmm. and I, you know, I knew I want to talk about it tonight cause Scott was going to be here and I knew it, you know, generate some conversation and I, you know, I always, I always told my, cause I taught sixth grade for 17 years and I always told my students, you know, don't come to me with, with, you know, complaining about something unless you have a solution. It's like, you know, here I yeah. am, like, I'm going to bring it up, but I, I really don't have a great solution to the problem because you don't want to have eight hour physical lines. 
you know, but I do want to have and an option for people to get in. For it either, that's a hundred, that's a hundred percent true because the thing is you could have a line, but I mean, what's it going to look like if you have the galaxies that, like a line for rise of resistance, that comes all the way out to slinky dog dash. That's not acceptable because exactly. that, that, that exactly. ruins the aesthetics. Of, so that, that doesn't work exactly. And, but I mean, and I, I don't pretend to know how theme parks work as far as the logistics. Cause I know that, things break down. You know, there's so many moving parts yep. in Rise of Resistance. There's got to be hundreds of thousands of moving parts and they all have to work. And if they don't, then it breaks down. And then that's why when you come back and it's your time for group number 54, then maybe you have to wait an hour. Yep. You know, and I say you should only have yep. to wait 10 minutes. It's a lot easier for me to get behind this mic here in Missouri and say, I should only wait 10 minutes when my group comes at 54. Yeah, well, that you know, also, you know, gas should be 10 cents a gallon too, Mike. You know, that's right. What you're telling exactly. me. Like, yeah, exactly. right. It should, but that's not how the world works. So I, I just don't know the answer. You know, I, I wish, but who knows? I just, I just want, like to, I, said, just, I just want the regular person to have a good experience. I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. And we did have to wait the first time on Tron. We did have to wait for an hour um, once our queue was called and my son was not accepting that. And he had a tough time with that. And I've, and I had never been on the ride, so I couldn't tell him like, Oh, we only have this far left, you know, and I couldn't, but I was like, I promise it's going to be really cool. And it didn't end up to be in his favorite ride. Um, but yeah, we were there on uh, last two Wednesdays ago and it was surprisingly very crowded. We didn't, we're like, what are, we thought these January crowds are supposed to be down a little bit, but it was, it was pretty packed and we had to, we had to wait a bit for that one. Yeah, I think post COVID. Yeah, you know, your virtual queue's called. Yeah, <laughs> you're but, like, I'm supposed to get on the ride in ten minutes, not in an hour. Well, see, and here's my thing too. Like, I am. I don't know if you're like this and how our listeners fall on this, but I, I bet you our listeners are kind of like me, just because we all kind of tend to be this kind of personality that listen to to Disney podcasts. I think, like, when my window opens up for my virtual queue, like I'm there. Like, it's not. Yeah. You know, they give you like the window to come back, right? I, yeah. I, I don't come back halfway through my window. I don't come back three quarters of the way through my window. I come back in the first five minutes. My window's open. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm like yeah. the first, you know, I'm like almost one of those people that is pacing outside. Like, okay, three minutes ago, two minutes ago. Okay. I can go in. I, I just, that's how, but that's how I am with life. Right. Like when I had a staff meeting at school, yeah. I was always five minutes early. You know, that, that was just me. Yeah. And I don't know if that maybe that that's a cause. Maybe if I was like, if I arrived later in my window, like if it's, you know, groups, 75 yeah. to 90 and my group was 80 and I went, you know, towards the tail end of that, maybe that would help my sure. cause. I don't know because I've never done it because I, I don't know. That's just not yeah. who I am. We did have a positive experience regarding that. We got like group 18 or something with guardians of the galaxy. So we went and rope drop Remy first and we actually got stuck on Remy. We got, we got stuck on it for about a half an hour and they had to evacuate us off of the ride. And, it was kind of a cool experience. I'd never had that happen before, but to kind of see everything behind the scenes. But by the time we had gotten through the Remy line and gotten evacuated, we missed our virtual queue for Guardians. And we were like, no, no, this can't happen. So we went straight to a guest services umbrella because we've heard they, they're really good with helping you out. And they said, hey, if you missed it, it's no problem. Just go to Guardians and they'll let you in. And they did. So who knows, too, later in the day, how many people you're getting that you know, miss their yep, virtual yep. queue or it shut down and they had to come back, you know? Yeah. Later in the day, you're probably getting a lot of comp comp rides and stuff like that, yes. you know, recovery stuff. Yeah. So what would what, your family, th- how old are your kids? Seven and three. So did they both do guardians? 
No, the three-year-old wasn't tall enough. Okay. My my seven-year-old loved it. He loved Guardians. He loved Tron. That was all of our first time on Dang. both of those. I like that. Um, yeah, it was a blast. I love both of them. We got and he got because of rider swap. He got to ride each one. Yep. Four times actually, because we went two different days to each park. I, I <laughs> so remember that. Yeah, because we're lucky with that. Yeah, because <laughs> when because uh, I you know Paige is she's twenty-seven now. Mallory's sixteen. So when when Mallory was a little baby and Paige was like 11 or, you know, 12 and Mallory uh-huh. was two or whatever, we called Mallory the little, little free fast pass for Paige, right? Cause Paige, get to, Paige get to ride everything twice. Cause we do the rider swap. She get to go twice. Cause she get to go once with Pam, once with me. So she was like really loving her. I know. Sister My then. son yeah. got to do rise resistance twice before 10 AM when we were in Hollywood. And <laughs> <laughs> he's a lucky kid. <laughs> I know. I said, you need to really love your little sister. She's a little golden fast pass for you, Paige. You get to ride every e-ticket ride, ride twice. <laughs> she got to ride um, Slinky Dog and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train for the first time this trip, though. So she was very proud of that. And it was nice not to have – because you ride a swap takes time, too. She got to wait for the other person yep. you know, to ride it again with the kids. So it definitely takes time. So that was nice that she's finally – getting tall enough to ride some of them wow she's she's a daredevil though i mean slinky dog and uh yeah, I mean, there's there's adults that won't ride slinky dog so that's something she was nervous about it but she she was a champ she did well so so what, we, what, we had her watch some uh point of view youtube point of view videos before we went and that helped her out so g- give me like a like a highlight of the trip like was there was there some special memory like something the kids told you or something they really enjoyed from the trip or did you guys have like a like a like a oh, moment man. that stuck out our last Magic Kingdom day was super special. We, we did it on the last day. It was actually a Saturday. So we thought that was one was going to be busier, and it actually wasn't. The Wednesday before it was busier. Um, and we got a dinner reservation at the Plaza. We had never eaten there before, um, but we just wanted to have a sit-down place. And we got it at 6.30, kind of right before the fireworks. And we were able to just um, walk outside, and, like, we got a spy just to the right of the umbrellas, right at a flower bed spot. So no one was standing in front of us. And it was so much more relaxing. Like we walked up there at like 740 with the fireworks starting at eight. And we had the perfect spot. Tink flew right over us. And that was just, it was, it was a really awesome way to um, end the trip. And I guess the other special memory was to bookend it. It was at the beginning of the trip. We stayed at Wilderness Lodge for our first time, which was amazing. And I know my husband, Matt, was working with you to book a really good room. We just got a standard view. We are like, hey, let's ask for a high floor north facing and just see what we can get. And we ended up getting a fireworks view. Nice. So our first night there, um, we were able to, we hadn't gone to the parks. So we were just able to watch the fireworks from the balcony. So kind of starting and ending the trip with happily ever after those were both really special moments and happily ever after is like i used to be like a hundred percent of wishes guy because again that was kind of mm-hmm. like that was like when i really that was like my prime going to walt disney world time you know when the kids were younger you know i think you, yeah you really kind of fall in love with walt disney world like when your kids are at that special age you know mine are a little bit older now so but mm-hmm. happily ever after i saw it when i was down and it wasn't marathon weekend Maybe it was no, because I didn't. No, it wasn't Marathon Weekend. I was down there though for something right before that. Anyway, I one night I was at the Magic Kingdom by myself, and I just hung out and watched Happily Ever After on Main Street. I just stood kind of by the back by the um by Town Square, and just watched mm-hmm. it by myself. And I was like, I I love this show. Like this is just the music's yeah. great. It's it's a great great show. 
I just love it. And it's, 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 it makes me a proud Disney parent. We're in the car today and my son just starts playing it over the car and both kids are singing along to it. I'm like, Oh Matt, we've done well. We're we're raising Disney kids. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are. Yeah. Cause Mallory used to play that uh, every night because she has in this. She doesn't do it anymore now. She plays her country playlist on Apple Music because she's a you know, high school kid. But uh-huh. you know, she used to. She has an Amazon dot in her bathroom where she yeah. you know, gets in her bathroom's like right next to our living room. We don't have a very big house, so as soon as she goes in to take mm-hmm. her shower every night, we can barely hear the the TV news that we're watching in <laughs> in the living room because she plays it so loud. But She'd always turn on Happily Ever After, that song, and she would sing it so loud in the shower. But the thing was, like the same thing, like my heart was warm. Like it was like, oh, my daughter's singing Happily Ever After. I can't even tell her to stop singing so I can hear the weather. You know, like I was checking on my phone. I don't care. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Another special moment, especially with the three-year-old, we had some really awesome character interactions. Um, Stayed at Wilderness Lodge. We'd come back from, um, for like nap breaks. And there'd be some characters in the lobby just hanging out and we'd get really? pictures with them. And then she had a blast like with the Disney junior characters. They were, I mean, they were playing with her. She brought her little doll to Doc McStuffins and Doc McStuffins was checking her doll and she was playing freeze tag with Fancy Nancy and like she didn't want to leave the area. So that's, that's really key for the little ones. I think all those special character interactions. See, I, I didn't know they did that stuff as much at the, uh, the resort because yeah. that stuff is not hard to do, but that you're talking about it right now. That's, they should do that kind of stuff. That stuff's not hard exactly. and it makes core memories. That's so cool. Absolutely. And the photographers were eating it up. They're like, she's my favorite little girl I've seen. I'm like, she just asked them to play. Like they're her friends. She knows from shows and everything. She just asked them to play. And that made a really cute meet and greet. Um, real quick, real quick. I got to send a shout out to Mike yeah. Bankhead. Who's tuned yeah. in right now. He's headed up to deck 12 on the Disney dream. No, at the, no, he's on the fantasy. And he just finished dinner at Animator's Palette. And I'm not at all jealous Ooh. of you, Mike Bankhead. Uh, oh, I think we all are. <laughs> he is on the fantasy right now. He's living life. Oh, you know, Matt and I have our first solo kid-free trip planned oh. for our 10-year anniversary this fall on The Dream. So we're really looking forward to that. Oh, man. The Dream, the fantasy. <laughs> I, you're just going to Oh, man. There's nothing like a Disney cruise. They're so, oh, they're so awesome. Yeah. We're going on the yeah. fantasy this summer. I can't wait. We're going on the fantasy, too. I've never been to the Eastern Caribbean, awesome. so I, I can't wait to do that. Oh, fun. See some new islands fun. for a change. Right, well, hey, yeah, I, yeah. We're going, we're going to both islands on our cruise, so I'm really excited about that. I can't wait. God. Just, it's just nice to see the ocean when you live in Missouri because all we see is the, all I see is the dirt, the yeah. dirty Missouri River, yeah. which is brown. <laughs> it's not pretty. Yeah. Right, well, hey, I got a scoot, so I'm trying to get a couple calls yeah. in here before the top of the hour. But hey, awesome trip report. Glad you guys had a good time, Thanks. and your kids are brave. Tell them shout out for me. <laughs> I'll let them know. Thanks, Mike. All right, have a good Sunday. Have a great week. Talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty. I'm hitting the wrong button. All right. We got four calls coming in and we're going to go to this one. Next caller's on the line. Hey, who's joining us? Hello, caller. Hello. It's me. Who is this? Pennsylvania. Sorry. You didn't get your first name. Who is it? Oh, it's, um, it's Matt again. Hey Matt, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Um, I'm, uh, Listen, um, after I, um, after the first show, I had, I had messaged you on Instagram and I, I hope I hadn't offended you when I asked you some stuff earlier. And so if, and if I did, I apologize. Oh no, that's fine. It was fine. It was fine. Good. I'm, I'm happy. Um, 
So I was um, I was I was hearing you all talk about the um, the whole stuff with the virtual queues. I um, when I went to Disney World, I remember it was um, it was the the Fast Pass system. I'm sure everybody remembers the Fast Pass. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, let's see. I went to all four theme parks when I w- when I went there did to uh, Disney World. It was a uh, I was in fifth grade, and um, it was. Um, we went to all four parks. We went to Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, back when it was called Disney MGM Studios. And um they were they were pretty busy when we went when we went there. In fact, um we ended up going to the Magic Kingdom for half a day and then we spent um we and then we had to come back another day because it was so crowded we went i remember when we when we went to the magic kingdom first we went to the uh contemporary resort to have breakfast at chef mickey's and um and i got to meet mickey mouse i mean who who could not love mickey i love chef mickey's but um after breakfast we got on the monorail and we went to magic kingdom and um and it was just open and it just and it was getting all crowded and everything i think I can't remember. I think we got through Main Street USA, Tomorrowland, and Fantasyland, and Frontierland, and then um, and then we ended up calling it a day because it was so busy. And then um, I don't remember exactly what day it was that we came back to Magic Kingdom. I think we might have gone to the Animal Kingdom and then came back to Magic Kingdom because that was when the Animal Kingdom closed at five, and that was. Like big, I believe it was because the the animals had to sleep at night, and that's why for a long time Animal Kingdom didn't have any stuff to do at night, right? Because they had to work; they were worried about the animals and getting the animals worked up. Yeah, and that's they, why. So, um, so we came back to the Magic Kingdom, and uh, we finished in uh, Adventureland. We got on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and then um. We went back to Main Street and we had dinner and we watched the Spectral Magic Parade and we watched Tinkerbell fly over the castle for the fireworks, which oh. was wonderful. I thought I was hoping we would be able to do that in a day, but I didn't think it would be it would be on a busy day that it would end up kicking two days. Yeah, Magic Kingdom's got a lot to do, and those were the good old days back when they had Spectral Magic and they had uh, yeah they had because the, they had the nighttime parade, which Spectral Magic was uh-huh. my favorite because they also had the Main Street Electrical Parade for years. Which was like Spectrum yeah. Magic, but I like the music from Spectrum Magic a little bit more. But yeah, and then you could go directly yeah. into yeah, the fireworks. Spectrum Magic, show. it was more the the lighting system was more advanced because it was more of I think it was like I think I read about it. It was like fiber optics or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it. it I don't. And it the, was um, more and the Main Street magical. Parade was more. Um, Oh God, I can't remember. I think it was. I can't remember what the lighting system was. I think it was just like regular lights, multicolored lights strung onto floats. Yeah, it was almost more like the Main Street Electrical Parade was almost more like just like Christmas lights, kind of uh, just like the kind of Christmas yeah, lights you yeah, put yeah, on your yeah, house because it was that's kind of what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it, it, I mean, it looked neat. It, trust me, it looked really cool. But yeah, the Spectral Magic had a had definitely a cool aesthetic to it with the. Uh, they had the yeah, trumpet I guys I, I at the front. I like the Spectrum Magic. Yeah, me too. I have a shirt. Uh, and then, of course, that that the fireworks show was it was Fantasy at the Sky at the time. That oh my when, gosh, when that was a long they time had ago. Tinkerbell over the castle. 
God, that was a long time ago because I'm thinking wishes, and that was before wishes. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, I, I yes, it was February of '03. I was in fifth grade when I went there. It was there were still fancy in the sky, and then several months later, I think at the near the end of the year, that's when they replaced it with wishes. Wow, that's good times. So, did you guys stay at a on-site hotel then? Yes, we did. We stayed at Caribbean Beach in the Epcot area. Nice. There was probably the, um, trying to think that might have been, so that was definitely before like Pop Century and all that. So yeah, they were, they were building it. They were building it because it, they were building it at the, at the time we went there, but I didn't know it. And I, I didn't see any, any of construction work going on, but it, but I knew they were building it because the next thing you know, at the end of 2003, that's when Pop Century opened. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good times, though. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because we were going down and we stayed at the All-Stars, I remember, around mm-hmm. that time. Because our first day was at sports, and we went down over Christmas, and we, we had no idea what we were doing. And so we just drove, we drove down from Missouri and had a couple of tickets and just did everything wrong. But man, we had the best time ever. I mean, looking back, we didn't know a thing to, to plan, to do anything, but we still had the best time ever. Cause we got this, like, just like you, we got to see Mickey mouse. We saw parades, we saw mm-hmm. fireworks and we ate lots of good snacks and rode a bunch of fun rides. We didn't care. We didn't know any better. We didn't know we were doing anything wrong. We had so much fun. Yeah. And we're yeah. um, I actually, um, I, I did go on some of the, on like only some of the big rides. I didn't go on all of them. Like, um, I think some of the, the only big stuff I got was a splash mountain. That's I avoided, I pretty much avoided the roller coasters like space mountain and big thunder and, um, and rock and roller coaster. I, I avoided them. Nothing wrong and with I that also though. avoided the, the tower of terror. That's a good idea. I avoid not, that nowadays. I'm, I'm not a, yeah. I'm scared of heights. I'm a bit scared of heights. Yeah. But um and my mother avoided it too. She's she's not afraid of heights, but she's afraid of falling. Well, I mean when you think about it, if you're afraid of heights, that's pretty much the, the core of the issue right there, right? You're probably <laughs> like I used to be scared yeah. to fly. I wasn't really scared of flying as much as I was scared of crashing in an airplane. So that that was the core of it, but I didn't want to get on an airplane. I wouldn't fly until about yeah, ten years I, ago. I was a little nervous when we um when we when we when we took off to go to Disney World to go to the and when we got on the plane to go to the airport and I saw it took off and I and um and I saw the land getting below us getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> Me and too. Smaller. Me too. Yeah. I was the same way, but now I love flying now. I'm I'm a champ. I, I love it. It's my, it's my, it's one of my favorite parts of the trip, but man, those first few times flying yeah, to Florida, my wife also, did not like the it. Flying also depends on where you're going, because if you're going in an area that's a completely different time zone and then you get things like jet lag and all that. Eh, I don't go. See, I live in Missouri, so it's not too bad because the good news is I'm in the dead center of the country. So I only go two hours one way or the other. Cause that way it's not so bad. Even California is only two hours. So I don't, cause I, I don't go very yeah. far from home. I'm a homebody. I, I got to scoot though, because I got another couple, I'm going to try to grab another couple calls for the top of the hour, but uh, oh, okay. give me a holler next well, thanks week. Thanks for everything. Yep. You too. Have a good week, buddy. Good talking to you. You too. Thanks Bye-bye. for the memory. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. You're welcome. All right. Four, seven, four, one, three, nine, three, nine, five. And we have our next caller. We have him coming in tonight. Hey, who's joining us? Hey, Mike, it's Tom from Cleveland. How you doing? Hey, how's Cleveland tonight? Um, rainy. 
Oh wet. man, I'm glad and that my sump pump. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad that it's not yeah. just Missouri that's having the terrible weather. We're all having terrible weather. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, my sump pump died on me. Oh no! All afternoon. Go, did, do you need to go to Lowe's? Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. to Home Depot. So, well, I, it's 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 good. Yeah, I went to Lowe's. Went to Lowe's. Got the last okay. one. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying, you need to get off the phone and get to Lowe's before they close. Oh no, it's all done. Okay, good. It's all done. <laughs> this, it was, you got more important yeah, things to worry about. Afternoon. Okay, good. I'm yeah. saying even you know the football game's on and it's going Scotty G's. I, I'm going to say it out loud. I almost did. I'm not saying a word. I know how that is, and he'll scream at me. So. Yeah, I know how that. I know how that. We're very superstitious. So anyway, what what's going yeah. on in your world? Uh, nothing. I wanted to call. Well, well, one, it was great seeing you at Magic Kingdom, and it, we were, I got to run into you, and I feel really bad. You just wanted your pictures, but um, after the marathon, so but it was great seeing you. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, I did. I looked for the tall guy, and I found you. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's pretty easy to spot me. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah. Um. But no, I um, really quick, I just wanted to um, give a couple tips for some of the other military guys out there, my sure. guys and gals out there. Absolutely. Um, so I just, uh, po- uh, post-cruise, I booked a um, one-bedroom uh, Copper Creek villa, and they nice. actually have some really great military discounts. So um, a tip for any military is book your hotel early, even before the discounts come out. They usually come out December or January. You might know more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, typically it's about um, that time. Sometimes it depends. But yeah, that's that's mostly when they come out. Yeah. Yeah, but but definitely book. Um, even if the discounts are not out, just book your hotel. And then when it comes out, they will, you know, if there's availability, they will apply the discount. And just for reference, um, I booked the I booked the Copper Creek one bedroom villa, and when I called back to get the military discount, I added the dining plan. And for three Disney adults for three nights, it was only a hundred dollar difference from my original booking. So it's a really good military discount for for anyone out there. You see, that makes me so happy because y'all deserve that. I mean, for what you do for our country and all the sacrifices you make, I mean that is that's one of the things that I've always said. Disney does right because those are typically significant discounts for, for the military, for the rooms. And that's well-deserved. And also, and I've never been at shades of green and, and G underscore low over on Instagram. Who's tuned in live is asking about shades of green over there. And I love that that resorts an option over there too. You know, I think that's super, have you ever stayed at shades of green? I'm always curious about that. I mean, obviously I'm not entitled to go over there, so I'm not, you know, never been there, but I, I think it's cool to, have that over, you know, kind of across there near the Polynesian. So, I, so I've never stayed there, but I had buddies that stayed there and it's awesome. I've, I've looked at the rates online and I mean, you're talking um, like the Lux level hotel for value level prices. That's cool. Um, and the lower rank you are, the cheaper it is. And see, so and I think that is, ge- that is genius. I think, you know, whoever came up with that, that pricing strike, genius. That's cool because it, it, you know, who needs it the, who needs it the most, like the, the, the better rates. And that's though, I mean, you know, the world should kind of work that way. And not in everything, you know, that not in everything, but that that's cool for something like a vacation, you know, so you could take your family to do something special every so often i love that structure for something like that yeah i think it's so cool yeah and and you know the um 
the DOD, the Department of Defense, has a resort on California. It's not California. In Hawaii, it's the same way. You know, the, the lower rank you are, the cheaper it is right there in Waikiki Beach. But um, back to Disney and, and Shades of Green, it's also a great place to pick up uh, tickets. Um, you know, the military mm-hmm. has those awesome military salute tickets. Yep. Uh, I think like a four-day cost me. Uh, I, I wish I had the pricing range, but it was cheap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to say it's about a state equal to a two day ticket. Yeah. The, those um, they're called, I think they're called military yeah. salute tickets and they're, I mean, they're, they're at least 50% off. Cause that's yeah. the thing is people I, don't understand. I, I want to say closer to 60. Yeah. They're, they're at least, yeah, they're, they're a steal. I mean, <laughs> they're a great deal. And that's the thing is Disney gets you on the tickets. They never discount the tickets and the tickets are expensive. You know, they'll discount rooms. And they'll discount dining, but they never discount tickets. And you guys, but now the, the deal is though, for people that don't know, you have to buy those tickets on base, but you can buy them at Shades of Green. So that's you do. Yeah, and that's you, the thing. You, yes, exactly. They have yeah. to be bought on base or um, Coast Guard Exchange. Okay. We have a big Coast Guard presence in Cleveland. So I buy mine at the Coast Guard Exchange. Yeah. But yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the prices for those things. I'm like, you know, like I say, you guys deserve them. I don't because I never serve, so I don't. I'm not entitled to it. But I see those rates, and I'm like, man, if you're in the military, you got to take advantage of that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, do oh, it. And, and so many like Sea World. I think is free entry. I mean, uh, but if, you know, any of the uh, the the morale, wealth, and recreation offices that sell the tickets on base or or the or the Coast Guard Exchange. Um, or, or anywhere you can get the tickets. I mean, they have Universal, um, uh, Bush Gardens, SeaWorld, all excellent tickets. And you get all those, you know, anything in Orlando, you can get right there at Shades of Green as well. And I've actually bought tickets there. And the nice thing, if you buy them at Shades of Green, you don't have to activate your tickets. But if you buy them on base, as soon as you get to Disney, go to guest services. Don't wait till the first day in the park. So you're not trying to, because you have to go to guest services to activate your tickets. Yeah. So just show your military ID and all that. My biggest tip too, if you have to mess with tickets at guest services at Disney, if you can, this is just a hack for everybody, not just military. If you can swing it, go to Disney Springs guest services because you'll avoid all, you won't have as long of lines. And they're, they have more capacity over at Disney Springs because they're not inundated. Like, say, you've seen the lines at the Magic Kingdom, like at Rope Drop. There's just tons of people because you're going to be battling against people that are walking up and their magic bands aren't working. You know, people that are trying to gain entry to the park right then. At Disney Springs, most people aren't there messing with tickets. You know, it's, it's very few people that are that are even screwing around with tickets at Disney Springs, but they can handle any ticket issue. Like if you, back in the day when I used to buy a, I'd, I'd always buy a 10 day uh, park hopper ticket. And then I would upgrade it to a, to an annual pass every year when I went down once a year and I'd do it at Disney Springs because they can do that there, but I didn't have to battle with everybody that was messing with magic bands or couldn't get into a park like at Epcot or the studios or whatever. And it was 10 minutes in 10 minutes out. No problem. So I'm just saying like, Disney Springs yeah. is a great place to go. Yeah, I, I think I went to Epcot. I didn't get into Disney until like six, seven o'clock at night. I wasn't going into the park that day. Staying at Yacht Club, so I walked to Epcot. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no line because it was after the rush. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, just my, don't go at the park my, opening. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, just uh, if you can avoid, like, yeah, go at lunchtime. You just don't, yeah, just don't try to do this like right when you want to go into a park at park opening and trying to make rope drop because it ain't gonna happen. You know, like, yeah, do it yeah. some other time. Yeah, that was my my very first Disney trip. I, that was me. I went and like, oh, you got to activate these, and I was like, ah, oh, go wait in the long line, <laughs> uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, but, but my last, uh, and I know there's, there's lots of tips for military, but my last tip is, uh, even if you're not staying at Shades and Green, they have an exchange inside a small, uh, like military store. They're called exchanges. Um, they have, um, it's kind of hit or miss, but sometimes they'll have some, some very discounted Disney merchandise. Nice. Um, but one of the biggest things is they have, I, I kind of equate it to at the DVC resorts, how they have, you know, um, some, some food, some snacks beer liquor for sale um so it's a it's a little bit better than what you'll see at most dvc resorts but they have um you know great uh drink uh, non-alcoholic and alcoholic drinks um there and it's super cheap and it is tax-free so if you're flying in you know and you, you want to get a six-pack or uh, or 12-pack of diet coke or coke zero Go over to the exchange, and, and you won't be play, paying Disney prices or have to worry about, um, you know, uh, food service deliveries or anything like that. So, uh, cool. I think I got like a six pack of beer for like ten bucks. Dang. I mean, I'll drink beer. I don't even know what it costs. But <laughs> the, yeah, that'd well, be different. Coke Zero. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Disney, it's, it's yeah. just like any local grocery store, except everything's tax-free. So, you know, and, and the sunscreen, diapers, you know, if you forget any kind of those little sundries that you would normally try to pay the inflated prices at Disney, there's a military exchange right there on property. Uh, it was a lot easier to get to when they had that walkway from Polynesian yeah. to uh, Shades of Green. And I think they've gotten rid of that. Um, but it's a lot easier because you can go to TT uh, Ticket Restoration Center walk through the poly, go to Shades of Green. It wasn't that bad of a walk, but you know, now most Ubers or, or minivans or lifts they can get you in there as well. So yeah, well, if, was, you car, yeah, it, yeah if you have a car. Yeah, if you have a car. Because I know it's, it's right, it used to be the golf resort like back in the day. Is there any, if you stay at Shades of Green, do you have any entitlements to play golf? Do you get discounted golf or anything like that for, for folks that want to play? Do you know? Um. Since it's on the course? Think, yeah, I don't think you get any special entitlements because you're at Shades of Green. I haven't looked into any military discounts for golf. Uh, I actually, um, a, a guy that used to work for our company, uh, works as a starter down there. So that's my discount. <laughs> <laughs> that's even better. I just wonder because that, that's the only he, he time. retired. <laughs> that's, I know one of my friends drives, a, Phil, he, he's always in here every once in a while. And, uh, he drives a boat now uh, over at Epcot at like once a like once a week just just because he wants to get the discounts like at Disney right he's living down there and just he I think he just wants to see behind the scenes he's a, you know just an enthusiast but uh, you know it's one of those things like I've seen Shades of Green because we played the uh, the Magnolia course a couple of years ago Scott and I and Wade and Phil we went over there and like I was when I saw Shades of Green from the outside because we were playing over at the Palm of the Magnolia. When we were at the clubhouse, like God, it's such a cool looking little resort. Like I love this, you know, because I, you know, I'd yeah. always, I'd, I'd heard about it, you know, all this, all this nostalgia and all this, you know, Wedway Radio and Matt talking about it, Nate, and uh, you know, I'd finally seen it, and then I'm like, man, this, I, this is so cool. 
<laughs> so now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really great. Um, it's, and they they have restaurants on site, and again, you know, very reasonably priced. Again, it's mostly military people staying there. Um, they don't always have a lot of money, so uh, it's really catered towards towards them. That's good. And um, and the food's really good too. I ate at the at the bar. I ate the bar food um, the one time I was down there, and it was very reasonably priced um, for like a burger and very good especially for what you paid for it. And, and you're right there on property. So um, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, cause you're I, right. I, I mean, yeah. you're, you're not like out in the boondocks, man. You're there with the Polynesian, you're there at the Polynesian, the grand Floridian. I mean, you're, you're like, you know, if you're on a monopoly board, you're like sitting there between park place and uh boardwalk. <laughs> you're you're yeah. like, you're yeah. right on, you're uh, yeah, right on the good side of the location. board. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're not down in the all, you know, the all-star little quadrant. <laughs> you're in the other one. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And they have their own buses too, which are, which are really nice. And they get, they get a lot of the same perks um, as the, uh, you know, deluxe resorts. That's good. So That's awesome. It's it's an awesome. It's it's hard book early if you if you really want to go there. Book early, um, you know, uh, because it does fill up. Well, but I should yeah, appreciate it. They, I I do. I want to say thanks to Disney because they actually do a really good job of uh, supporting military families. That's good. So, and um, I'm glad we could get the word yeah, out. Yeah, that's just a couple of tips. I'm glad we could get the word out because uh, hopefully somebody will hear this and be like, "Hey, I didn't know that." And uh, you know. And hopefully it's somebody that, that uh, you know, maybe they thought that, that Walt Disney World might have been a little bit out of reach for them, but maybe that because they hear this, they can go online and do a little bit of research and say, you know what, I could, I could maybe take my, my little kid there and uh, we can make some memories, you know, uh, you know, maybe while I'm home on leave or something like that, that'd be nothing would make me happier. And it's because of your, uh, your call. So yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, just really quick, because I know in the past, um, usually travel agents couldn't book rooms under the military discount. Is that still true? No, we can book you rooms. Know? We, yeah, we can book room only for military. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, okay. Yep. Awesome. I, Cause I know when I first started, I couldn't, I had to go through Disney. No, we can, we can book room only. Uh, we can't book packages so we can book the room, but the, the, the military person has to buy their own tickets on base. We can't buy the tickets because obviously you have to get those okay. on your base. We can't do that. Cause you well, have to show your I, ID and all that. Okay. When, when I did the dining plan, that was considered a package. So I only had to pay the $200. Um, yeah. The so that, yeah, I, I'd have to check on that, but we should be able to do that. But I, I, I we're recording, so I, I can't promise that we can, but we should be yeah. able to do that. Yeah. And we should be able to, do, I know we can book room only for military because I've done that a bunch, but um, okay. because the thing is since, since COVID and they just brought the dining plan back a couple of weeks ago, Things could have changed because <laughs> a lot of stuff changed with the dining plan returning since it was gone for like three years. But let me check on that. <laughs> let, me, let me just okay. like dot my I's and cross my T's. But I think we can. Yeah, I think we can. Okay. Well, Disney, I did mine through <laughs> Disney and it was straight up dining, you know, with the dining plan. It was a $200. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was nice too. So it's called a basic package it's, or a ticketless package is what we call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not yeah. uncommon. It's what, it's what we do for annual pass holders because they don't need tickets either, but they want dining. So yeah. Oh, okay. Good stuff. All right. Well, Hey, I got to run because we're at the top of the hour, but hey, thank you so much for the great call, man. I hope it really helps some folks out there that, uh, Maybe they're going to get down to Walt Disney World because they get to uh, they get to know about these perks. All right, awesome, man. You have a good one. You too. Good talking to you. Have a great week. You too. All right, I'll see you later. Bye bye. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight's BOGP open line. So thanks for hanging with me, man. So many great calls. Didn't even get to all of them. So thanks for calling in. We'll be back on the air next Sunday night. Scotty G will be back and uh, we're going to have a good time. So join us next Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central right here. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll be taking your calls at 407-413-9395. And until then, don't forget our show is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We are standing by to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. All you need to do is swing by the website over at themagicforless.com. While you're there, fill out that free, no obligation quote form. Put as much information as you can on the quote form. And it goes directly to me if you put the Be Our Guest podcast in that little area where it says, where did you hear about us? And then you and I are going to work together on that vacation. I promise to work hard for you. No additional cost. Doesn't cost you anything, but I'm going to get you the best deal out there. And we're going to have a great time planning that trip together. Promise you that. So let's work together over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. If you got to buy stuff on Amazon, you can really support the show just by clicking through our link. Beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you very much to our patrons. You guys make the show possible. You're kind of like Club BOGP. We appreciate you so much. $5 a month is all it costs, keeps the show going, the archives, the hosting, all this video cost, everything. It's because of our patrons, and you get a bonus show as a thank you. It's called Mike in the Midwest, and it comes out every week. So if you'd like to support us, come on over to patreon.com slash podcasts. Give me a follow on the social media at Mike. We'd love to talk to you this week on all the socials, and we'll have the shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So stay tuned for that, and if you don't mind, Ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are so appreciated. Five-star review would be great. So if you have time for that this week, it would be sure appreciated. So please, if you don't mind, ratings and reviews, again, we'd love that this week. All right, we're going to jump out of here. We'll be back again next Sunday night with another live show, but we'll have another uh, podcast for you on Friday if you're listening here on the feed on Thursday. So until we talk again, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.